Let's go while we're young. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. B.Y.A. Bushwood. In the hood. That's cool. That's Casey. I'm McGee. And we're back. Are you and sure you're McGee? I'm definitely McGee. I don't know. Today is a little different for you, bro. Every, every day. I'm, I'm always McGee. All right. Good. So, TPC Sawgrass. I mean. This is one of my favorite tournaments every year. I like the, I, I like, obviously, it's exciting to watch on the end because of the 17th. 17th green, that makes it famous and all that stuff. But I just like how much trouble people could get into. And I like the story behind the tour- the, the course. And I don't know, it's just something about it. It's fun. You never know what's going to happen. So, Always fun. And I think it's, what, the 20-year 20, 20 anniversary from the uh, better than most. Is it really? And uh, when Tiger sank that long-ass putt on 17, yeah. basically tee him up to, to win. Yeah. It's a great rec- audio like it's a, it's like the greatest audio well, ever. And not to mention the biggest purse. And I could be wrong because they switch it every, but I believe it's. I think it's the biggest purse. Period. Well, definitely not if you consider the FedEx Cup tournaments well, at the end, right, East Lake. But I thought oh. it was the biggest purse, non-major, non-playoff, and that's why they've always, you know, kind yeah. of casually called it the fifth, the fifth major. major. Yeah, eleven million dollar purse. Wow, it's a lot of money. <laughs> We could have a lot of fun. A little bit. A lot of fun. A little bit. Um, I'd buy something stupid fast. Yeah, well, we all I'd would. probably make some bad decisions. It'd be good. No. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be good at the time. <laughs> um, do you know the story behind this course? Yeah, I do. The so, guy bought the pro- they sold him the property for a buck? Oh, I didn't know, I didn't know so that. So the guy sold all that acreage. It was just swampland in Florida. Oh, right? yeah. It's, it's hard to sell some swampland in Florida. Sure, right? It's just sure. swampland. But there's only one road back to yeah. it. And he owned the land on either side of the T where the one road hits the major, you yeah. know what I mean? The major intersection. So he sold all that acreage for them to 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 design to move all a ton of land they moved. A ton of like like earth moved oh, around. They built this course. And then while they were excavating and building this course, he built a gas station, a hotel, some restaurants, everything. So, sold it to them for a dollar and made just stupid money off the whole situation. That's crazy, brilliant. Uh, yeah, brilliant. I mean, brilliant. I no idea about that. I mean, yeah. I knew. I mean, obviously, the history of you know where we are with Pete Dye and his wife Alice and the design and uh, nineteen eighty, I think is so. Mm-hmm. It's forty one years. Uh, I they, was born they in seventy nine, so we're yeah, almost the same yeah. age. Yeah, and they played the uh, they played the first tournament, in, I think eighty two. Uh, before that, they were over at Sawgrass Country Club, which is just a little ways away. Um, and uh, I've been out there. Uh, I haven't played the golf course. I've always wanted to, but I've been. I've stayed at the hotel there. Was out there for an event with Golf Tech and and did the TPC when when they did the players back in 2012. I think uh, was it Webb Simpson? Oh no, it was Matt Kuchar won it. Matt Kuchar won it that year. Um, he doesn't like to tip his caddies, but, but he's a good golfer. Well, yeah. That, <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Cooch. <laughs> the mooch. Um, no, I think what happened, you know, with with the design of it, it it's amazing because when he first opened it up and the players first played it, they hated it. I mean, Nicholas, Crenshaw, you know, all these guys are like, you know, I can't land, I can't hit a five iron to a top of a hood of a car. You know what I mean? Like he was just like, this is ridiculous. 
Um, so there, he went in and redesigned it. But 17, I don't know if you know the history on 17, but that hole originally was just supposed to be like a little pond or, you know, on the side of the, of the green. And there was supposed to be land all the way on the left-hand side. Um, I guess there was something to do with some sand or something because the way that the marsh and the way that the, all that land was, when, when he actually designed it, uh, his wife was like, just make it an island green. And he wasn't really down for it. Pete, that is, Pete Dye. Uh, but eventually, they ended up doing it, and it turned out to be the most iconic hole that's pretty much ever existed. I mean, obviously, you've got Alcatraz out at PGA, um, out in Palm Desert, Palm Palm Springs, yeah. um, at PGA West, uh, which is, you know, that's a good hole, too. A little bit longer, I think, a little more of a demanding shot. That island's but wild, though. I think what makes it different is the wind and, you know, obviously being in Florida in general. I mean, you just the, the wind out there is different than any other. When I was out there, I did get a chance to play Marsh Landing Country Club, which is right across the way there, and it's a really nice okay. country club. Um, and I've never been in a situation where you could hit a ball and you're downwind, but it's so much wind that it actually knocks the ball down and doesn't even really give you any help. It actually hurts, even though it's downwind scenario. So, you know, you get a lot of those crosswinds in those different situations, and it's only, what, 135, 137 yards? Yep. Um, so, you know, you're hitting wedges most likely, gap wedges, wedges for most guys. And it's a tough shot, man. I mean, especially yeah. when they put that pin over there on that right-hand side. Over on the that right side, yeah, it's great. On the last it's day. It's great. You remember when Fowler hit – I mean, remember he had to hit that – he had to play that hole like six times before he won it. I love it. And he birdied it almost mm -hmm. every single time to, uh, to pull it off. Um, but, yeah, it, the, the whole golf course, man, is just – the one thing I noticed about it is 18, standing on 18 tee box, which I got a chance to do, that tee shot is the most scary – tee shot i think in in all of golf man with it is the water so, on the left because it goes all the way down you have no bailout if you go right you're in those trees and you're blocked out you got nothing and then you're trying to hit a cut and fade yeah. around there you might blow it in the water again if you're especially if you're trying to b blast it to the green yeah and you're down you're down a stroke or you know Whatever. going into the end of the tournament you have no choice you got I mean, you got to get down there man. I, I think that the 17th is so quintessential but as an actual player, they're like, you don't realize almost the whole course, almost every hole on that course has a shot that. Yeah, it's tough. That Shakes makes you, you really, really think hard yeah. and yeah. and long and and perhaps lay up or this and that. I mean, 16's, more, 16, I think 16's yeah, that's, that's, as crazy big of a shot. hole as that yeah. because. Yes, you can get there in two, but yeah, there's a you lot can also risk. ruin your whole thing like John Rahm did last year. Or I'm going to keep saying last year, two years ago, last time we actually finished a tournament. Yeah, year. last year they only got through the, the first round. Yeah, the famous where his Thank caddy you. is saying, yeah, don't do it, don't do it on camera. And he's like, I'm doing it. And then yeah. he hits it in the drink and loses the tournament. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, mean, that's a... Priceless. Yeah. That's almost as bad as not tipping your caddy, Greg. <laughs> Listen to your caddy. Yeah. Listen to him first, and then tip him second. Yeah, that'll that'll clinch the butt cheeks for sure, man. I mean, you know, the whole the whole process. I mean, the the you're right. The whole tournament. It's the, not just every hole, man. That's for sure. Yeah, the yeah. front nine's got some really. You tough can't holes take a hole off. Yeah, you cannot right. take a hole off. Yeah, you gotta be you gotta trouble. be on it for sure the whole time. Um, you know, I'm a little bummed because, man, if I would have picked. Last, my boy Brandon DeChambeau or uh, Bryson DeChambeau for the win, man. Yeah. I mean, just a week later, dude. I mean, come on, boy. You know, so <laughs> Greg's really famous well. for picking someone the week I know, before right? yeah. or week after. <laughs> yeah. One week off. 
I just double well, checked. It was one dollar, and it was four hundred and fifteen acres. He bought for they bought for one dollar. That's crazy. Yeah, Paul and Jerome Fletcher. Wow. Uh, those are the people that sold it to the PGA Tour because wow. the PGA owns that. Yeah, whole TPC. It's not, yeah, it's they, not like uh, owned by one of the the, the country clubs right yeah, not there anymore. Yeah, no, it, um, it's it's really amazing. It's really amazing, and it really has become not just the signature end of a course, but one of like the most important courses for the tour. You know, they have the the, the PGA Hall of Fame is like right down the street. You know, mm-hmm, yeah. they do they do tons of stuff in Jacksonville and Northern Florida, like business on the business side of things. And yep. there's, you know, all the other tours come and play through in that area and play this course. Like, it's it's great, man. It really is great. Those last three holes mean anything can happen. So your golfer when you're gambling, you know, or when you're just cheering for somebody, you just kind of have to be within reach. Yeah. And, and, and you, you got know. a chance, you know. You never know. You're live. You know, you're like yeah. you got live cards going into the river. You know? Yeah, I mean, seventeen. Ooh, I should have said going into the river, considering <laughs> we're talking about staying out the water. But. Well, seventeen, I think it has the record, right? The record, I think, was was it fourteen or 07? I can't remember what year, but they had fifty balls total yeah. uh, that were in the, in the drink. Wow. So that's a lot, so, a lot of shots off point. I have a question for for either both of you. Like we live here in Colorado. We're a mile high above sea level, right? 5,000 whatever feet, right? This is an elevation of seven feet. I mean, it's literally at yeah. sea level. Yeah. For me, like, I don't golf, right? I don't golf. What, what should I know about the difference of playing at altitude versus playing at sea level as far as, you know, what, what to look for in a, in a golfer to back, you know? Realistically, for you know most players, and what what altitude means is, I mean, for the rule of thumb that we discuss is a ten percent scenario. So if you're, you know, at, at an altitude situation, and you're hitting a hundred and fifty yard shot, you're probably going to be more like one sixty five, one seventy, depending upon you know what club you have and how you're going to be you know dialed into it and what what shot you're going to hit. Um, so you know these players are. They're so good at what they do, and with all the technology, the TrackMans, and all the things that they do, they're Wait, preparing what's themselves. Track man? TrackMan is like you know on the TV when you see the 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 line follow the ball. Yeah. You know, so it's showing you the the the, the curvature, and it's showing you where the ball is going and how far. It's basically reading everything that that ball is doing after it's hit, or even at the impact okay. position. So it gives you the spin of the ball, it gives you the launch angle, it gives you you know all that stuff, the ball speed. So modern technology is incredible. Oh, dude, it's <laughs> it, it, these guys have it so dialed in now, and you'll see them on the range. They all have it on the range. They're hitting balls and watching TrackMan and watching their shots and seeing exactly where it's going and yeah. what, what's affecting it and why. Wow. I mean, they know to the T. I mean, they, these guys can land it on a fucking quarter if they want to. This course is wild, largely because of the. It has these like long, long sand traps. You know, and it has a couple, like, weird spots. You know, circular ones, too, that are, like, just, like, little ones, you know, kind of placed all over. But it has these long, narrow ones sometimes that it's it's a trip. And those little tiny uh, grass bunkers and, yeah. you know, all the little pot bunkers they have and the, just the little areas that, that, that set up. And just it, like yeah. last week, they're always placed very strategically as far as how far a pro hits it. These are courses made for pros. I mean, you saw it last week immensely. I keep talking about last week i'm not necessarily comparing the two courses but they'll they'll be semi-similar where 
you're like, why is the guy going that way? Well, he's got water on the left, and but he has that bunker that he cannot get into. I mean, he can, but he's going to have to lay it's up bad. if he gets in there. So technically, he really only has this tiny little window. And if you hit the water, you're in deep trouble. But it's almost the same thing to get in the bunker if you're having to lay up out of it, right? Yeah. Like, it's still a stroke, and you're still hitting into a par four on your third shot. You know, it's the same thing, so... Well, the only difference with water is the stroke of distance, right? So depending upon where you entered and where you are, you could be yeah. way back. I mean, but yeah, I agree. It's, you know, it, it, talking about altitude and talking about Florida, I mean, you know, it, I just looked at the weather. The weather's supposed to be perfect. So these guys, I mean, it doesn't really call for any wind. It's like low to mid-70s pretty much every day. Um, so so I think Saturday is the worst day. It might be overcast a little bit. So but. Is, um, is somebody, somebody going to... Be the tenth person to get a sixty-three. You know the. It's, Probably. I mean, yeah. We, I mean, when you when you have perfect conditions, since, you know, you had two people in the nineties, and then the other seven have all been since two thousand thirteen. With Hideki Matsuyama doing it in the one round they played last year, you know. Yeah. Um, is it? It's. It sounds like a really hard course, but it seems like you can still get a good score. Well, definitely the first two days, too. I think that, you know, because mm-hmm. guys are free-balling it. They're going after it. They're doing their thing. You know, as you get to Saturday, Sunday, they get a little more, you know, you're tightened up a little more. You're a little more, you know, nervous, and all that factor plays into it. So nice. uh, unless there's somebody that's way far behind and they're just going for everything because they can and they're draining them from everywhere. Um, do, yeah. do you know, Corey, if, so last week was so clear that Arnie liked to – Makes Sunday the hardest day. And I look back at every year after year after year previous to last week's tournament, and everyone shoots like, I mean, the winner last year, the winner of the Arnold Terrell Hatton shot plus two to win. But it's just hanging on on a Sunday. And I feel like this tournament's not like that. And I could be wrong, but as far as like, I think they let the pin placements be a little more gettable, other than, of course, 17's in that diabolical place. But I think they allow you to score a little bit on Sunday to, you know, keep the scoring going and make it a little. I mean, it's exciting either way, but do you have anything to say on that? No, I, I think that, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, Arnold Palmer, man, I mean, you know, when it comes to the legacy of who the man is, you know, he's, he wants to, you know, make it fun, make it exciting, make yeah. it challenging. Um, you know, it's just in his nature and who he was. And, you know, that's what, that's what he won by. He was, you know, he was, he was the king, man. So I think that, you know, yes, in this type of golf course, um, they want to make it exciting. I mean, it, it's, it's, the fifth major they want to make sure every you know they've got 48 of the top 50 there on the money list in the fedex so you got all the top superstars that are pretty much playing i know kepka's out because his knee matt wolf isn't playing uh obviously tiger has been playing well yeah but you know and then we got tiger who won't be there obviously (laughs) hope hope he's doing much better um before we start getting into the golfers though but you had said earlier it was 11 million dollar purse it was eleven million a couple years ago when Webb Simpson won, That's right. and he won like uh, one point one point nine, almost two two million. Yeah, right. Now it's actually gone up to fifteen million dollar purse, 
And this year, the winner gets $2.7 million. Wow. See, I'm telling you, that's higher than the majors, even this year. Yeah, I would think it's got to be. But that's the winner. That's a lot of money. I don't know if the purse is different. No, no. The purse is $15 million, and the winner's share this year is two point seven. As far as I've known, the last like five, ten years, it's always been the biggest. Oh, I see what you're saying. The overall purse might be bigger for the major, but the winner is getting a big chunk. So that's where we talk fantasy on this one, man. You got to take someone that makes (laughs) a cut this week. You have to. Let's start talking about some golfers. So last year, Hideki Matsuyama got the course record, and then it was canceled after the end of the day. The year before, Rory McIlroy won. He he just... Just had a baby or something? Or he just just got married a little bit before that, and he had a little run right after it happened. Because you've had this theory about golfers getting married, making them better golfers, and that like supported the theory, even though I still disagree with... I, I think it's bullshit, but whatever. Um, uh, let's start with him. What are we thinking? Does, can can I guess technically he's the defending champ, even though they haven't played. Well, no, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's right? the reigning champ because so, that was the full field. So he hadn't he hasn't looked great lately, but he had a little. He had a couple good days. Yeah, two last weeks week. Ago. Yeah. And, and last, last week, week too. Yeah, you know, he, he, the last can, day you can can blew he, it up. Can he like, remind the world that he's one of the best ever? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody that I've read on all the the picks and odds and all this stuff is saying that you know he's not going to win. Um, just with everything going on. When they all so, tell you they're not going to win, that's when you bet on I, I agree. Right? So, you know, that's I, – I totally agree with that. I think that, you know, he's in a position right now. He's he's riding a big wave. He's got a lot of confidence. Um, yeah, I think that for him, it, it's – you know, his he's one of the best drivers uh, on the tour. And, you know, this is, a, this is a second shot, third shot golf course. You know, you, you've got to put yourself in position. And – you know, you can kind of ham and egg it around this thing if, if you're playing well and rely on the, the short game to kind of save you. Um, but, you know, the guys that are that are off the tee and that are hitting their hitting their irons, and, and I don't know what the average uh, distance uh, of approach shots is on this golf course. Some golf courses, it's a little more than most. But, you know, these greens aren't incredibly huge. Some of them are pretty big. But, you know, you want to be close to the pin in proximity. And... Give yourself some good options. That's what I'm worried about with him. Uh, he's so good off the tee. And he's, like, mediocre around the – I mean, he's amazing around the greens and pretty good putting, but it's his irons that have been his struggle this year and in these actually past couple years. Um, that's where – I don't know. You have to hit good irons on this course, period. And you have to be the best iron player to even get remotely close to winning this tournament. And he'll still get close to winning it, but he has to be the best. And he's not the best right now, and you can't change that in the three days he's had off. It's not going to happen this week. He's not fading him by any means. I just don't winning it. The only reason he won last year, too, is because John Rahm completely botched it. Yeah. So he's he's one of the favorites, you know. He's like ten. I've seen him at twelve to one, but I mean, he's he's one of the top three or the lowest three. How do yeah. you look at that? Yeah. Um, let's get into those fades because you're sometimes really good at this, but lately, the guys <laughs> you've been fading have been doing quite well. So maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we we we, we wager on the people you dislike, <laughs> you know. 
Well, I I haven't really put a lot of thought into the fades more than I have the the people that I thought would would you know have a bigger have, shot. Have but I'm sure Casey it? has. I have, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna switch it up a little this it's week. It's hard to because it's hard to say who to avoid or to bet on yeah. here because everyone can fuck up. Gosh, and there's everyone could get after this course. You I mean, mentioned it earlier, like you can literally do that 63, tie the course record, and then, and then the next day. Just, yeah, you know. I mean, we put saw. An 80 up, you yeah, know. you you see it every year at this course, and it's going to happen again this year. And who knows what Matsi you would have shot on Saturday next, you had, know, last year. Had he? Oh, I man, assume had he, 83. Had he, but had he run it, run through there, and, and won that yeah, tournament? And that's what, very rich when Webb run first round ran leader, it was it. huge for him. Yeah. When Webb ran away with it, he did shoot the course record and then never shot under like three or four under. I mean, that's just, that's insane. That was a freak. And that was one of the highest. That was minus 18 he wanted at. I believe that's close. I know Norman's got the record, but I think Webb was pretty darn close to the the four-day course mm-hmm. record or the four-day tournament the record. Tournament record. Um, yes. I don't have a lot of fades. I did look into my fades, and every fade I have is someone who doesn't like Bermuda greens. And I do have a few names of them, and that is so Joaquin Neiman. He's not like a huge fade. He just hates these greens. Um, even greatest Ro- Chilean golfer uh, ever. Yeah, <laughs> and I. I mean, he just plays great golf, so yeah. I hate... He's having a fade. great year. I mean, we're, great, I'm talking fading, like, the top 20 golfers, and I only found... I think I found three guys. I know it's Scotty, Scotty Scheffler, who who had another great round last year, first round. It was Victor Hovland, Scotty Scheffler. They were all just a stroke or two behind Matsuyama, but they're saying he's still... Throughout his career, he's done really pretty poor on Bermuda greens. So I feel like through the week he would have eventually just, you know, yeah, maybe some just went in or maybe his, his iron play was so good that day that he didn't really even have to make much putts. You, you know? mentioned Hovland, man. He, he looked really good two weeks ago. Like, He's yeah, he's so, he's definitely. He, he's, you feel like so he's good. like any weekend is his so weekend. If uh, I had a fade one. of the top, I'm I'm just what I read is that he's not a big. He can't seem to figure out the Bermudas, and he's gonna struggle with it. Whether he has two good rounds or three good rounds or not, it's gonna catch up to him, unless he's figured out this Bermuda stuff without us seeing it. But yeah. I'd be careful with him. Is all I'm saying. I don't have many. Major fades this week, I'll say. But those are my fades. And if you just do minor research on the Bermuda, um, there's players that absolutely love it, such as, you know, I mean, a lot of the golfers love it. Justin Thomas loves it. I mean, that's he prefers it. It's just a totally different way the ball moves and and runs out. Last week was... Justin Thomas seeing like 16 and 18 to 1 right there. Yeah, I'm mean, at 30 you know, on I, my thing. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Still? Might well, have changed it 28, but it's interesting you guys talk about that, you know, playing a really good round and then having a really bad one, you know, and I, I call it a double ray, almost like in the sense of having a good round and a bad round. You could have it in front nine and back nine. You know, you play the front nine like Ray Charles and you play the back nine like Ray Floyd, which means, <laughs> you know, obviously the front nine was horrible and the back nine was really good. Um, but it could happen, you know, day one, day two, day three, whatever. Um, 
and and that and this this golf course will lend itself to that more than most because of the the nature of the beast and how it's set up. Um, but you know, when you talk about guys that, that you're going to fade, I mean, it's just a matter of of what's going on in that day. And yeah, but like I said, the weather's supposed to be pretty pretty consistent and pretty good. Yeah. Um, Things will run quick and run fast. Most likely, the course looks like it's in phenomenal shape. Um, so you know, the fades are hard because yeah. I think everybody. You've got, like I said, forty-eight of the top fifty. You've got all the top players in there. Most of these guys are ready to gun it and, so, and go for it. So, so who's one of the names on your radar to win this? Well, I've got a few. Or, I mean, you know, yeah. uh, Billy Horschel's been playing really well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's been consistent over the last few weeks. It's not somebody that you normally would put up there with you know in the top 10 top 15 um but man he's just he's been playing really good 75 to 1 yeah i mean he's love been, it. but he's been doing he's been he's it's been nice long shot right he's there. been top 10 the last few weeks i mean you know if yeah. not down in concession you know he was he was right there um I love it i mean obviously victor hovland i mean i yeah. I, I love that guy patrick cantlay um you know Corey connors did a really good job last week and you know he's playing again so he could be you know really Cantlay wanting to like 20 to 1. Yeah. Um, you know, Xander. I mean, you know, guys that, you know, without Xander talking Shaffle about. Is it like 17 to 1. 1750 is what I'm seeing. You know, I mean, you, you could throw Rom. You know, Rom's always, I think, the one the one for me that I think is a little goofy uh, when I think about it is Jordan Spieth. He's playing so good right now, and, he, and he's doing really well. But he sucks on Sundays. But this golf course, man, you know. He's got that hook going on, you know, when he pulls it, his drivers are going left. And water on this golf course on most situations I, is – got to agree with a, you on this, Corey. The, talk about a fade. And I'm just so pumped that Spieth is back in this. Like, Still can't the pull on Sunday. Regardless – but the, what a tough course that was. He's not, he hasn't done anything that horrible on a Sunday yet. Um he just didn't win, but that doesn't mean he had he had just incredible tournaments. I mean, the last four tournaments, he's on fire. But he is the king of missing fairways, missing greens, and and scrambling his way out. This course <laughs> isn't really a scrambling yeah. course. Yeah, I mean, you you're can't. in the water or you're yeah, you know, you're in not a tough spot. I don't like Spieth at all. I don't I think he's playing so well right now. I don't take him to miss the cut or anything, but he's he can't keep up his like sporadic play at a course like this. He just gotcha. can't. It's going to be the same at the Masters, even though for some reason he just knows he knows where to miss there. I don't know if he really knows what he's doing on this course as well as he does the Masters. So, especially in a fantasy world. I definitely, in a fantasy aspect, I 100% fade Spieth this week. Let him have a week off, then a couple weeks till the Masters, and I would totally pick him in any of your teams or your fantasy leagues. This week isn't his week. He just doesn't, he has to be more precise. So a couple years ago, I remember watching, we might have watched it together when Ricky Fowler won. Any chance of him even being in the conversation, or is he just, I mean... Is it well? You know, we'll see him win a tournament here and there throughout the end of his career, but for the most part, he's just not in the mix anymore. Dude, he's he's gone through a couple putters. Uh, I mean, he's just—it's yeah. the six inches between the temples right now for yeah. him. You know, he's he's kind of where Jordan was 
after he won the jug in 17. Yeah. And then he kind of went through the, you know, mental and this and the marriage and, you know, getting everything going in life. Uh, you know, Ricky got married, what, last year, I think it was, two years ago. Um, you know, he's he just hasn't been the Ricky Fowler that we're used to seeing where that stroke, man, is was normally just – dead solid and it was on point and he was draining things left and right and now he's not and that's the big difference for him uh occasionally he'll have the really bad shot and you know yeah. blow it out of nowhere yeah. um, i agree but at 161 i'd put five on it right? yeah i mean <laughs> sure you know he's won this thing before yeah, and he not knows the course ago. comfortable with it even uh, though it was like pulling teeth for him to win that tournament yeah, yeah that was a that was so, a battle i i i, I like I like Matsuyama because that's my guy, and he looked great last year. And he loves and his he golf loves course. His golf course. Yeah, but it's... there's somebody that I feel is like better suited to this golf course. And he also has a Japanese name, but he's an American dude, and it's Colin Morikawa. Yeah. The irons are, are like accurate with that kid, and yeah. he's putting really well since he kind of changed his putting yep. style just like literally months ago or something, recently. Yeah, he's got um, that uh, pencil grip. It seems like his it's this. I don't know if like playing in Florida versus California messes with him at all, but it seems like this is the kind of course that's like catered to his strengths. Well, it obviously didn't a concession. I mean, he won that, and this golf yeah, course is so just as demanding and or crazy as do concession you, was. Corey, if not do you know? More, I think. Do you know if concessions was Bermuda or not? Yeah, it was. Yeah, Bermuda. So, I mean, when you talk about West Coast and and you know playing in Florida. I mean, West Coast, yeah, you get more Poana, you get different grasses. I mean, Poana is unpredictable. That's the problem with Poana, and especially in the afternoon, as the as the seeds start to pop and the and the grass starts to grow a little bit. Um, Bermuda is is much the same. The difference with Bermuda is is there's the grain. There's more grain in Bermuda than there is in anything else. And as much as like Poana, you got to deal with the factor of Poana being unpredictable. Just like you have to understand into grain and down grain when you're on Bermuda. And does that go so, with the sun? Correct. Okay. Yep. The sun, you know, uh, the, the grass will grow as the sun sets. So it grows towards the, the West more often because that's, that's the way the sun sets. So it follows the sun. So normally, and that's why you at concession or any of the Bermuda greens, you'll see a really dark portion and you'll see a shiny portion. Mm -hmm. The dark portion is the grains coming at you. And the shiny portion is when the grass is laid down and it's running away from you. Okay. And that's where it becomes, you know, you have to play on it a little bit to, to get it and to understand mm -hmm. it. Um, when you're going into the grain, you're certainly going to have a much slower putt than down grain, which the ball will roll out a lot more. So you just have but to be But that's a, at 7 in the morning, it's pointing east. Well – it's it's still I mean the grain is the grain right the the grass is still going to be consistent with how the sun is and what's going on with the sun throughout the day it'll change a little bit but for the most part the grain is instilled in the grass I've played on grass like this <laughs> <laughs> so the unpredictable grass <laughs> um, so it's 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 going to be an exciting tournament anyone can kind of win what are something like like. I'm not saying long shot, but what are some of the names that like I won't, you know, aren't at the top of the of everybody's uh, expectations? You know, who, who's 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 someone I can make some money on? All right, I got this, Greg. First of all, three of the last ten winners were about ten to one. 
seven of the last ten winners of this tournament were over forty to one odds. One of which was Siwoo Kim at five hundred. We're probably not going to get there. Five hundred to one. We're probably not going to get there. But forty to sixty to one odds. This is where it's at. That's a good and window. If you look at forty to one to about eighty to one this week, we got. Matsuyama, Chef Fleetwood. I love yeah, Tommy I was Fleetwood. Bring up Are you Fleetwood kidding earlier. me? Yeah, he's and been he's playing at 50 well. or 42 to 1. You got Daniel Berger, who mm-hmm. like people aren't even talking about, and I will absolutely love that. You got Sung JM. You got Jason Day, who's won this before. You got Paul Casey, who's playing great. Fitzpatrick, Cam Smith. I mean, it goes on and on. Adam Scott, Zalatoris. I mean, we're going all the way down to 100 to 1 with Max Homa. Yeah, Ooh, are I was you just kidding me? Ask, this yeah, guy's been yeah. playing great. This guy's gonna blow this world up. I think yeah. he's such a good guy, and he's such a great player. And if he hits his irons and putts like he did when he won, I know we can say that about a lot of golfers that when they won. But just like Morikawa, it's the same thing. Well, if he putts like he did, then he'll win. But if you got Max Homa at hundred to one, are you kidding me? It's great. But from forty to one to hundred to one, I would take almost any. Player, and I know that's broad, but check out those middle ground as far as betting with Vegas. Check out that forty to a hundred to one. I love every single name on there. I couldn't fade one dude on there. Where's Webb Simpson at? Do you know? I don't know. I didn't look at him earlier, but I'm curious. I mean, he's won it before, and he's been twenty two. I have okay, so twenty two to one. Not bad. Not bad. That's that's kind of one that I was looking at. Um, You know, Harris English. You know, one early in the year. Uh, Got an albatross here. Yeah, I mean, a couple yeah. Of years yeah. Ago. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Any chance of a condor? No condors in this one. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't <laughs> see that. Um, what well, What about, uh, not, to, not to go backwards, but Bryce DeChambeau almost driving the green on the on that five, on that par five. If he, I mean, one good chip shot, and we see a, we see, and like, like people go crazy. You know, people literally but go crazy. Regardless of him making the chip or whatever, I mean, he ended up burying the hole anyway. But I was sitting there watching. This is a good story, Greg. I was sitting there watching with my girlfriend who doesn't watch golf. She's not annoyed that I constantly watch golf or anything. But she got so excited <laughs> by that. Because I'm, I'm showing, you know, the way the camera angle was just perfect, and they show the target, and she's looking across. It looks like an ocean on yeah. TV, and yeah, looks... she's like, "There's no way, there's no way." I was like, "Babe, just watch this, yeah. just watch, just watch." And she got up and was, what he's doing for the game of golf, just like Tiger did. I'm not comparing those. I'm just saying what he's doing for this game of golf. It's exciting. What he's doing is so exciting. That was so fun to watch, and that was incredible. And I'm so, glad you brought that up. So, are there any holes? This week, that certain golfers, we like, might be able to do something similar, like get close to on a on a on a par five. Like that was amazing. Well, I would say sixteen. Like I said, sixteen's as tricky and as important as seventeen. It's not the same shot, obviously, but if he can get it, if he can accurately hit it three sixty. He's going to have, the, what, a the, wedge or something? Yeah, but the challenge with 16 is is that in order for him to do that, he's got to go left over those big-ass trees and really hit it high. But that's what it, he's going to want to do, correct? Well, he, and when you get yeah, high, but, but you he, have more wind to do. Well, yeah, it's just 
his ball flight is not a high, high ball flight. It, you know, when he hits it, it's – I, you know, if you look at the, the footage, if you DVR'd it all and look at what his ball – because they show you the height of the ball when he hits it. It's not that high, you know. So in order for him to gotcha. maximize his distance, he's got to hit a certain trajectory. Yeah. And that trajectory is not a high ball trajectory. So on 16, if you go too far right, he could blow it in the water. Okay. I mean, he could make mm-hmm. the water with his tee shot. Yeah. So he has to be cognizant and understanding that, you know, in order for him to get it where he needs to get it, he's got to take it left and, and run the risk of maybe catching a branch and knocking down on that left side. Mm-hmm. And that's a punch out and then going for three. And so, then that third shot's not even easy. So we're so, probably it's unlikely we see fireworks like that. I mean, you know, the par fives are, are, are so difficult on this golf course because – you know, nine, for instance, I mean, you've got to be perfect down the right-hand side to even have a nice angle into that green. Most guys will go for it in two no matter what. But, you know, it's a bounce, and it's it can put you in a really bad lie, and it can put you in a great lie. And it's about where you hit it and about where you place it. Um, even on five, which is a par five, it's, it's a tough one, too. It's, you know, the way the tee shot lays out, and, you know, if you're hitting it 320, 340-plus, you got to be very specific about where you're going to land it and where the where the trajectory is and what you're doing with it. So I think there's a there is a par four. Um, I I can't believe it's not on the back. It's on the front where potentially you can drive it. They can drive it. Wow. Um, and mo- and most players that have a 320 you know shot or 330 can get there. Nice. Um, so the, you know there's a lot of there'll be a lot of excitement. Um, that's most his, players. That's his three iron. Yeah, most players that can go three. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, there's yeah. a shit ton of them now, right? Because most great. golfers it's can great. hit it. You know, I mean, if they really put it into there, they can hit it far. That's great. So, all right, so let's do this. Who do we all like this weekend? TPC Sawgrass. I mean, I said it before. I, I, you know, I really like Billy Horschel. Uh, it's it. kind of a he's a you know out of nowhere type of person, but he's been playing really well, and you he's get a Florida a good dude. And yeah, I'm sure you know. You said he was pretty good odds. Um, yeah. I don't know if I pick him in my fantasy. He's not probably not going to be my fantasy. But if I wanted to throw down some money, he'd probably 90, be somebody I could pick. Ninety-five to one. Ninety-five to one. Yeah, That's great. Is yeah. there, so we're doing fantasy picks. Or we're doing whatever you want, money. Yeah. Whatever picks? you want. Who do you think's winning this tournament? Well, first of all, I got Michael Thompson, first round leader. Just you'll thank me later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, there's no rhyme or reason to it. The dude just plays. I had Corey Connors last week, first round leader, because he always plays good. And I also said he's going to botch it after, and he did not. He played incredible. So I was right and wrong. Okay. This week, uh, this kid loves to go low early. Anywho, but I like um, I like Tommy Fleetwood at 41, 40 to 1. I mean, I just think that's uh, – he's been the 54-hole leader, 54-hole leader twice in the last three or four years now. At this course. At this course. Incredible. And he's playing huh? – He's and he's never won a PGA Tour. He's, he's going to win – I love forty to one because that's right in my yeah thirty to eighty to one or thirty to hundred to one. I'm yeah. talking about right there. I love Tommy Fleetwood in Vegas. I am going to go with my answer is the same for both. Okay, to win the tournament and and my best bet. I'm gonna go with my guy Hideki Matsuyama. The irons are great and that's key here. Uh, I have like as- a half hour of talk of how much I love Hideki this week. 
I'm gonna let you take him alone. If he can, wise, if but. he, uh, if his putting, if his putting's on point, if he can knock down some 12 footers, 15 footers consistently, then it's over. It's yeah. over. What's his odds? Uh, I, it, it's like 40, something like that. 38, 40. So that's a good odds. Yeah, that's what yeah. I. That's that's fine with me. 40, 40. Um, he, he got the course record. He tied the course record. And that's last what year. It, if you look He's at that list. Comfy. Uh, if you look point. at that list of the nine guys you said who have that course record, they're dudes. Again, a bunch that have won this tournament, and even the ones that haven't are ones that like they're clearly you have to be comfortable on this course. Yeah, like I might also do this a course something. makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Like Corey was saying, a lot of people hate this course. Yeah, like absolutely despise it. I think. I think Kepka's one of the people that doesn't like this course. That's why even though, there. but well, that it's back, possible back that, that oh, I pulled my calf. Like I don't my even neck, want to deal. My back. Yeah, my neck and my back. I'd rather get ready for the Masters. <laughs> I don't even want to like beat myself up yeah. on this course because it is a frustrating course for players. I may put a little and, something out on uh, Colin Morikawa too because I he, think his game's great. You He's might as well put really ten well right on now. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about so Patrick, Patrick Reed? I mean, not not my favorite guy, but I mean, he's always consistent. Any thoughts on Patrick and where he's at? I think even watching him when he did win, I didn't think that I thought he had a very Jordan Spieth style. I hope of... someone's watching him. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he was in the lead, you kind of had to. Why don't you approve your lie, sir? Yeah. I just feel like he <laughs> he can miss he can miss greens and still get up and down so well, like so yeah. incredibly well. But again, at this course, you cannot really miss greens. You might be in the water ninety percent. I mean, a lot of the time. That's the only reason I would. Again, I'm not fading him by any means. I'm just, I'm not taking him for fantasy nor Vegas personally. Right. Dustin Johnson, thoughts on him? I mean, he's he's the best. If there's one better iron player than Morikawa, it's DJ. And yeah, you can't not take him. He's only gotten better through the line. Played it twelve times, and he's literally progressively got better. He's the favorite in Vegas. Yes, you know, I'm. I saw him at eight to one even, but uh, most places have him like twelve. Yeah. Um, but all right. Well, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, it'll be. Um, it'll be a lot of fun well, to watch. Corey, who are you taking for fantasy? Have you made your pick? Yet? I haven't. I haven't okay. yet. I. Uh, well, I have. A, I'm taking Justin Thomas, and I thought it'd surprise you guys a little, but this guy, I think. He got over his stuff the the week two weeks ago, his last tournament, where he shot like six over the first day and then went six under the next three. I know, Greg, you lost some money. I'm telling you, I think he's out of the fog, and I wish him all the best with what's going on. He's He can eat this course alive, absolutely eat it alive, because his iron play is so ridiculous, and he loves Bermuda Greens. His one problem is whatever was happening for that his was his drives. No, it was grandpa. Yeah, but that's not him. That's what was going on when he was having issues. I think his issues are done. He not only played great those last three days, then he took a week off. Watch out! I think JT might run away with this. That's I like it. I like that. I like that too. If I hadn't already picked him when his grandfather passed away in the Phoenix <laughs> Open, I would I would pick him probably too. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a that's a good one. I mean, there's I, I like the Fleetwood. I mean, Tommy's uh, a, a good I call. Love, I'm mean, betting Fleetwood on Vegas, hundred percent, and um, I'm taking JT. Nice. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun tournament to watch. It's gonna be exciting. It'll and, be a great tournament to watch. It'll be a lot of fun. And you'll be traveling, but yep. Casey and I will be back on Sunday night. 
um, for uh, a little recap. And uh, on that note, we Thank record, you, gentlemen. Yeah, we record Bet Your Ash Bushwood on the studio level, room B of the studio level of Capital Cigars, 919 East Colfax Ave, Denver, Colorado. Uh, shout out to Cornelius. And also to Connor and everybody else involved with Bet Your Ash, Pinsky, Tyler, um, everybody. And uh, uh, it's at Bet Your Ash Pod. If you want to get at us, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we will talk to you guys soon. Have a good week.